Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk about Jesus right here on our website. And uh, I, I want I want to bring you a message today and a personal testimony within it. And uh, I pray that it will it will touch someone that God wants to speak to specifically. Now we all can enjoy and 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 get involved in the word of God whether we are in that particular situation that it's addressing or not. We may know someone who is and we can be uh, better equipped to help them through it if we even if we are not experiencing that if we understand what they are experiencing and we give them more than sympathy, we empathize with them. We feel what they're feeling, we try to put ourselves in their place and reach out to them in love. Uh, the the scripture, part of the scripture we're going to read today talks about comforting uh, others uh, with the same comfort wherein we are comforted of God. If God has brought you through something, he brought you through it, not just for your own personal sake and victory, although that's true. He loves you enough to do it just for you, but he also has other in in mind that are going through what he has just brought you through because you are highly qualified now to reach out to them and they will listen to you because you've been where they are. That's why we trust Jesus so much because he was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Amen. Therefore, let us come boldly with confidence and courage before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of need. He has been where we are. He's been through. He has felt. He has experienced every type of feeling and emotion that we could feel because He came in flesh and he has that part of him that felt all the emotions that any of us will feel. We don't have a high priest that isn't touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Praise God. I'm glad I serve that Jesus today that understands me that well and reaches out to help me. Amen. When I have issues in my life, when I, 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 I can't stand firmly like I would like to, he stands firmly and committedly to help me if I will trust in his faithfulness. Well, that's a whole other message that I love to preach and teach. But today I want to talk about defeating the giant of despair. Uh, I have preached on this before. I want to teach on it today. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verses 1 through 9. If you are that person today that is deeply discouraged, you're in danger of falling into despair. But even if you have fallen into despair, uh, even as a child of God, it can occur. We, we have emotions that have limits. And without the grace and the mercy and the supernatural strength of God that He is able and faithful to grant unto us, Amen. If we will look up <laughs> and we will not give up, God will indeed 
lift us up today. I don't want to speak to you in cliches. I know all of them, and I know they're of little help when you're discouraged, and in particular, if you have fallen into despair. But I want you to know that God will not abandon you, and God will not forsake you, and God will help you to believe him rather than push you away because you're not believing him friend of mine you you have a good good father today and he loves you so much he gave his own son and Jesus loves you so much he stayed on the cross you may be a minister and you preach this hundreds of times depending on how long you've been in ministry but now God wants you to focus right back on His great love for you, His faithfulness to you. Amen. He, He did not, has not abandoned you. He will not abandon you. Praise God. Listen today. God has a message for you from His Word out of 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 1 verses, uh, well, let's just read all the way down to verse 8 and 9. Put this in context today, defeating the giant of despair. I want to say this before we read that, because we're going to take a little more time just to talk personally in this message and this teaching today. David was a giant killer. And under the appointing and anointing of God, he had no problem with that, did he? He said, who is this, uns- I mean, this shepherd young man that, uh, that faced this giant that was, that had intimidated every Saul himself and his entire armies. Amen. When he called out a champion to fight him to determine, you know, who would be enslaved by whom. <laughs> so much was riding on this thing. And David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? that defies the armies of the living God. And uh, John says, I asked for a, <laughs> I asked for a man, uh, to fight me, to determine this, and you send me a boy. I'll waste him. I will, oh, and, and, and David says, no, you got that wrong. I'm just ad-libbing here a little bit. You got that wrong, old hoss. Amen. You got it all wrong. I'm going to slay you, and I'm going to take your head from your body. Amen. And I'm going to defeat you today. You're coming at me. Listen to the boldness of David addressing this giant without. He says, he says, he says, I'm going to defeat you. I'm going to slay you today. You come at me with a sword and spear. That's all you have is your physical strength and your physical height and your physical might. (laughs) But I'm coming at you and against you in the name of the Lord God of Israel. You know the rest of the story about the sling and the four smooth stones. Praise God and, and how he, how he turned it loose and it hit the giant in the forehead and the giant didn't fall backward from the impact he fell on his face (laughs) amen just like he was acquiesced and bowing to the god that david said he was coming in his name to defeat him what a mighty champion of god and yet he had giants within he had to defeat that did not go down as easily, 
even though he was so highly anointed and so appointed to fight these battles to the victory, when giants within, in particular of discouragement, when those giants stood up, he had a real struggle with them, and he needed more help from God to defeat them than Goliath on that battlefield. The giant of discouragement, and in particular the giant of despair, of hopelessness. Friend of mine, when that giant stands up within because of circumstances, listen, David said this, when, not if, when my soul is overwhelmed, where's this battlefield occurring? Within me, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For the Lord has been a refuge for me, a hiding place from my enemy. Listen, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. When I first saw that, I thought of someone coming and encouraging David to trust the Lord. But David's address was not to some other person without. We, we need people. I want to be a person today that can help you to trust in God and to look to God and to come out of discouragement and out of despair. But friend of mine, God himself wants to help you. And, and that's why David said, that's why David said, lead me to the rock. He's talking to God and asking God to help him believe and to help him to trust. Remember the story in the New Testament, the man who had a son who was demon possessed and often cast himself into the fire, self-destructive. And he brought him to the disciples, the apostles of Christ, and they could not cast him out. And now he had an element of doubt because they prayed, they prayed, they did everything they knew to do. And the demon was was defiant and wouldn't come out and he brought him to Jesus. And Jesus said, do you believe I'm able to do this? And he said, Lord, I believe. In other words, I'm hoping you are, but help thou my unbelief. There's part of me that, that doubts because of the defeat that had occurred already. Can you do this? They couldn't do it in your name. Can you do it? Because they hadn't yet come to a place of faith. They came to a place of faith where they could cast out devils, but they hadn't arrived there yet. Amen. They asked the Lord, why couldn't we cast him out? He said, because of your lack of faith. Amen. These kind come forth only by fasting and prayer. When they started fasting and praying, they the gift of faith, I believe, came alive in them as they begin to walk in the Spirit and not after the flesh. Glory to God. They begin to deal supernaturally with supernatural forces. That's another message, but it's part parcel of this message as well today. Amen. David asked for God's help. David got God's help. And, 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 and he wrote the great psalm, He lifted me from the miry clay. He said in another psalm, Thou hast delivered me from the horrible pit. And I believe that horrible pit was when he was so deeply discouraged when he was in desperation for God to help him out because he couldn't extract himself. And when he reached up in simple faith, God pulled 
him out. <laughs> and he said, not only did he pull me out, he didn't set me on a slippery slope so I'd keep falling back into that. But he established me. Amen. He set my feet upon a rock when he lifted me out. And he put a song in my heart. <laughs> and he said, many the humble shall hear of it. <laughs> They're going to hear about what God did for me when I was in that place. And, and, and they're, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to take courage in their own heart. Praise God. That's why within this scripture we're about to read from Second Corinthians, it says, wherefore comfort one another with the same comfort wherein you are comforted of God. If God has brought you through something today, amen then then you are highly qualified to help someone that's going through what you've just been through because they may be thinking they're not going to make it through or that God's not going to pull them through. And that's the only reason you would think you're not going to make it through and fall into despair. But you have been there and came through. Amen. And God is no respecter of persons. You are highly qualified to reach out to them, to help them to get through. Glory to God. David was highly qualified. Amen. To encourage others because God had brought him through deep, deep discouragement amen and brought him out of it and established him in an unwavering faith the giant without went down easily under the anointing of god and in the name of the lord god of israel but the giant within was a struggle that he needed a sufficiency of grace and mercy from God. He needed God to reach down, take him by the hand, and he pulled him up. That's why he said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Praise God. For thou, O Lord, you have been a refuge for me. When my soul is discouraged within me, overwhelmed within me, now, did that ever occur with spirit-filled apostles in the new covenant? Yes, it did. And listen to the lesson they learned. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, and all the saints which are in Achaia. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we might be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we are comforted ourselves of God. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, God brought you through because he loves you. And he would bring you through if it was only about you. But he's going to bring you through if you would but trust in him right now. He's going to bring you through so that you can be a vessel in his hand to reach others that are where you were 
Amen. And you, 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 listen, you can talk to them in a way that someone that is on that mountaintop that has not ever been down in that deep valley or never confessed to having been there because they're ashamed that they ever were there, implying that there is some hyper-faith bubble that you can live in where nothing ever touches you. No, that's not the real Christian life. The real Christian life it means that in this world, Jesus promised tribulation, but he said, be of good cheer. I've overcome it. Praise God. And this, this he overcame it as a man uh, trusting God rather than God using his divinity to overcome it. Amen. He was tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. And that in, that involves discouragement. Was he ever discouraged? Did he ever feel that? Did he have to overcome that? Certainly he did. Otherwise, he wasn't tempted in all points, just in some points. But these were were beyond him. No, the Bible said we have a high priest that is that we don't have a high priest that can't be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, our weaknesses, our faults, our fallacies, our failures. But he was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Glory be to God. Therefore. Hallelujah. Because he doesn't just sympathize with us, he empathizes with us. He feels what we feel. He's been where we are, and he knows how to deliver the righteous. Glory to God. Let us come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of any need. Amen. Look at verse 5 here. For the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. For whether we be afflicted, it's for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and your salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so shall you be also of the consolation. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're going to go through some things in this old fallen world, in this old faulty body with this same old formidable foe, the devil. But we are going to come through them. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Hallelujah. That's where God stands when we are going through these things. He stands ready to deliver us. He's waiting for us in simple, childlike faith to reach up our hand to take hold of His hand because, believe me, He's reaching way down. Praise God to wherever you and I may find ourselves. There's no pit so deep and so dark that God's hand can't find us. Hallelujah. He knows where you are today and he still loves you. Amen. I was ashamed when I went through a, a time of 
discouragement, and even despair. But friend of mine, I want you to know that he reached way down for me today. Hallelujah. David had great confidence in God to defeat the giant without, but he needed God's help more to defeat the giant within, and he found it. And it comes because of God's mercy and God's grace. That's why we're not just talking about power here. We're talking about comfort coming through the mercy and grace of God to us. That's why Paul found his sufficiency in the grace of God, the mercy of God, the person of God, not just the power of God. Because when you're deeply discouraged, though you be endued with power from on high, you simply won't use that power. When you're deeply discouraged or despairing, even though you have weaponry, God's own armor, you won't use that armor. But, oh, friend of mine, if you stand up, all of that armor is now, uh, it's weaponized, glory to God, to use every piece of it against the enemy, and the enemy is no match for it, because it's not just your armor, it's God's armor on you, glory to God. Well, let me read the rest of this. It says in in verse 7 of 2 Corinthians 1, And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so shall you be also of the consolation. For we would not, brethren, have you to be ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. They despaired even of life. This word despaired in the Greek, their trouble, the pressure, the tribulation of the persecution was so great it's, it, it means to be, and let me just read it from the Greek meaning. It means to be utterly at loss, to be utterly destitute of measures of resources, to renounce all hope, to renounce all hope. A Christian, my friend, we as Christians should never find ourselves in that condition. And yet, Being a Christian doesn't mean that we become superhuman or subhuman to where we don't have an emotional reaction, a mental reaction to, to the stresses of life. We do. When Jesus went into the garden to pray... He didn't pray as God with with no feeling of the pressure of it, but the anguishes of it was upon him. When he went into the garden to pray, when I think of a garden, you know, I think of I, I, I think of a I think of these beautiful flowers like the English garden uh, and a fountain and, and a beautiful place where you just feel so close to God. But in the garden that he went into, it was an olive, where olive trees were, evidently, in Gethsemane. 
And it's where an olive press was, therefore, where the two pieces of stone, one raised above another through the series of pulleys, and they dumped the olives on the flat stone that had a groove in it, and they let the heavy stone down to mash the olives, and the oil ran down the groove, and they trapped it into their pots. It's where the press, the olive press was, and it's where the press was on Jesus, and the pressure was so strong on Christ because he was in a physical body with all the emotions that we have in our physical body. He was tempted in all points as we are yet without sin. Oh, hallelujah. But he felt it. He felt it just like we feel it. And he, it said his soul was sorrowful even unto death. And the stress of it caused those little capillaries right under the skin next to the sweat glands to burst. And the blood from those capillaries came out through the sweat glands. And the Bible said his sweat became as great drops of blood. You talk about pressure. You talk about feeling what you and I can come to feel under certain circumstances of life. We don't have a high priest. Listen, friend, I want you to know we don't have a high priest that is not touched with the feeling. He doesn't just give us sympathy. He gives us empathy. That means he feels what we feel. And he knows exactly what we're going through. He knows why our faith wavers. He knows why we doubt. He knows why we fear. And he doesn't run from us. He runs to us when that occurs. And he bids us to come boldly with confidence and courage before the throne of grace that we might obtain what he willingly, wonderfully grants to us. Mercy and grace to help in the time of any need. And when we need the grace and mercy, God says, I want you to come with courage and confidence to receive it. Not to see if I'll grant it, but know that I'm going to make it available for you. Paul prayed three times for the pressure to be relieved from him. Amen. Because an emissary from Satan himself was sent to buffet him. A special agent is what it means. Stop him. Discourage him. Distract him. Because he's so mightily anointed. Get on him and stay on him and do not relent. And so Paul was under the buffeting of this through circumstances and inside he was feeling it. And he said, I besought the Lord thrice to remove this. There was no answer. There was no, no, no deliverance from it. God was going to take him through it and make him stronger for it. Oh, friend of mine, oh yeah, <laughs> as much as, much as I want to be a mighty servant of God. I'd rather be delivered from it than through it. But if I'm going to be stronger for it, then grant me that that you granted Paul. Amen. God told him because he saw his question in mind. He saw his, 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 his movement in his emotions toward discouragement 
and verging once again on despair. And, and he said, <laughs> he said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is perfected in weakness. And it changed Paul's perspective. He said, you're not being unfaithful to me. You're, you're going to take me through, aren't you? <laughs> you're going you're gonna to show me a victory by taking me through instead of delivering me from. And I'm going to be stronger having gone through it. And not only am I going to be stronger, ha, hallelujah, I'm going to be more effective ministerially because I'm going to be able to minister to others with the same comfort wherein you are comforted me. That's why David said he lifted me from the miry clay, put my feet upon a rock, put a song in my heart. The, the humble are going to hear of it, and they're going to be made glad. They're going to hear where I was and where God took me from. Take courage in their heart that God will do the same thing for them. Glory be. Are you going through something today that you don't understand, that you don't comprehend? Are you in danger of despair? I want you to know that God knows where you are. And He will reach way down to take a hold of your hand and lift you out of that place. I've been in that place. And I want to share that with you in future teachings. I usually interject it into other messages. But in this message and teaching in particular, there is someone that God is speaking to right now. I will, you, I will give you this much of my testimony. When I shared my testimony of going through nervous exhaustion while still preaching the gospel, telling others how to overcome all of these things and believing it with all of my heart and finding myself going through nervous exhaustion because I didn't know how to commit by faith things to the Lord. I had misread the scripture in a particular area and the devil had used that as a wedge to get into my life. And I shared the testimony in a sermon that I preached and a man heard it in Indiana and he was a minister. He was an evangelist with a Pentecostal organization that believed in the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the gifts of the Spirit. And, and I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Yes, he was grabbing hold of all of that, preaching all of that. Power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. But you see, when this giant within gets a hold of you and you fall to despair before him, Amen. You will not utilize that power or that weaponry. And the devil knows it. And that's why he, this giant within takes a lot more grace and mercy and strength from God himself than, than slaying the giant without through the anointing. But this giant can and will fall as well because God is going to help us trust him. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's not going to give up on us because we waver. He's not going to give up on us because we find ourselves in deep discouragement. He's actually going to reach way down to help us and pull us out and then make us a better witness and a better minister. 
This man heard my discouragement. He heard of me falling into despair. And he heard how God did not forsake me. And God pulled me out. And he wrote me a letter. He said, I had a letter written ready to turn in my papers of ministry. And I wasn't just giving up my papers of ministry because I felt disqualified to try to tell others to trust God when I myself couldn't. I felt I felt like I would be a hypocrite to continue. He was so honest. He said, I had my papers filled out to, to give up my ministerial papers, my letter of resignation from my denomination and from my ordination. And, and more than that was going on. You read between the lines, he is giving up on God's in his life. He felt like such a failure that God couldn't or wouldn't use him anymore or wouldn't even help him because of his lack of faith. But he said, I heard your testimony that you went through such a similar feeling and situation as me and how God was faithful and God helped you through it. And he said, if it's any consolation, Pastor, through your pain, I have been helped. Hallelujah. Through hearing of your pain and hearing what you went through and how God helped you through. He said, I have retracted that letter. I tore that letter up. I have renewed my faith in God and I am not in despair and I am no longer discouraged and I have been refreshed in the Lord and I'm going on in my ministry and I feel stronger now than I did before I went through this. That's why God chooses many times, dear friend, to take us through something rather than deliver us from it. And that's why, amen, that God's delay is not always His denial. In fact, if it's a delay, it's not a denial at all. It's just a matter of God's timing and God's purpose for you and for me. If I had a choice to go through, I wouldn't go through what I've been through. Oh, friend, but I'm glad I went through because I found out that as weak as I felt, God did not let go of my hand. I, I learned to lean on Jesus like I would have never leaned on Jesus. I learned a lesson that I would have never learned if he had not brought me through. Today, I want to declare unto you that God loves you so much. Someone is deeply discouraged that is hearing this message. And even if you're not that one, you may know someone in your circle of acquaintances and friends, brother, sister in the Lord, even a non-Christian who is in deep, deep discouragement, even clinical depression, according to psychologists and psychiatrists. These are the people that are suicidal. These are the people that not just take their life with a gun or a pill, but drink themselves to death. 
because they can't face life, because they're utterly at a loss, destitute of hope. But that can all change today. That giant can fall and you can help them because you can tell them what God can do, what God will do if they will come to Christ, confess their sin, make Jesus their Lord and Savior. He will set them free. He will set you free. So today, if you're a Christian and you're in deep discouragement, God is reaching way down to lift you up. Hallelujah. Look up. Look up. Hallelujah. He will not fail you. He loves you too much. And today, if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, I pray that you will come to know Him, that you'll not run from Him, you'll run to Him. You'll repent of your sin. You'll feel His embrace. And once He embraces you, claims you as His own, He will never let you go if you will keep your trust in Him. In Jesus' name, amen.